Good morning, everyone. It is Monday, August 29th, 2022. This is Ryan Cipriani, author of The Sip Stack on Substack. And uh, the newsletter this week and podcast is going to be structured slightly differently just because of the nature of some of the, uh, the articles that I, I'm, I'm going to be discussing. Today's issue is uh, titled Introverts and the Challenge of Rejection and How to Push Back Against Hustle Culture and Maintain Progress. Hello and good morning to all of my writers, readers, poets, and dreamers out there. I'm going to do something slightly different with the newsletter this week. After a long conversation with a buddy of mine who is arguably a classic modern entrepreneur, he has a nine-to-five and a monetized side hustle and probably never sleeps, I was spinning with ideas about how writers and especially introverts operate in this version of society. Now, 2,000 years ago, at the height of the Greek or Roman empires, thinkers were revered. We still revere them. Plato, Aurelius, Socrates, the list goes on. These days, modern culture tends to revere so-called doers, people who never seem to slow down or pause their ceaseless pursuit of stuff. Success is it money. It's probably hard for some of them to even define what they're hustling after. So this week, I want to talk to you about being an introvert. And I want to discuss the unique challenges of being a writer and facing constant rejection as an introvert. Further, I want to get into why hustle culture is a little ridiculous and how to maintain a manageable workflow, all through the lens of being a writer who wants to quote-unquote make it. Because the fact is this world is designed for hustlers and extroverts, and quiet, thoughtful writers can struggle with that. You don't have to. There is a middle ground, and let's explore it. So our first article is introverts, how people misunderstand them and why rejection is especially hard. There is a perception among many in the corporate world that writers tend to be introverts. Even being a textbook introvert myself, I sort of bristle at this notion, mostly because classical conditioning has brought us to a world that fundamentally uh, misunderstands introversion. It is assumed that introverts have zero social aptitude and tend to be socially withdrawn. We're going to come back to this in a moment. So after my initial vexation subsides, I'm able to take a more measured view of this idea. Now, the truth be told, there is an element of accuracy to it, if this accuracy comes from a place of misunderstanding. Typically, the philosophy is, if they were extroverted, they would be speakers instead of writers. After all, behind every great orator is a writer who is actually gifted with words. The speaker just tends to be a more charismatic vessel. I say tends to. None of these are hard and fast rules. I want to be careful about how I speak to the dynamics between introverts and extroverts and show some compassion to my fellow introverts. We live in a society fundamentally not built for us. Read Quiet by Susan Cain to better understand this. The book should not be taken as uh, gospel, uh, but it does make some uh, really good points. Either way, most people think of introverts as these awkward, bookish, withdrawn people, and in many cases, this could not be farther from the truth. Introverts are vibrant and creative, especially in the right circumstances. And I have met some really awkward extroverts. In a world designed with extroverts in mind, rejection is something introverts will face that uh, places unique challenges on us. And if you're trying to become a commercially successful writer or get something published in broader publication, you will face rejection. A lot of it. What I want to do this week is share some of my experiences as a writer and working in corporate sales positions to help other introverts deal with these challenges. So let's start today by understanding what an introvert is and isn't and defining what, reject, what makes rejection so much harder for introverted writers. 
Introverts are people who must expend energy to interact with others, whereas extroverts are energized by interacting with others. Now, this is not to say introverts do not enjoy being around others, quite the opposite in most cases. It just means that when we walk away from those interactions, we need recharge time. In contrast, an extrovert might be physically tired after a big party because they've been partying, but their emotional charge will be at its peak. That's the key difference. Some introverts are astoundingly gifted teachers and speakers. They know how to command a room. Those presentations may take a lot out of us, however, or we're uh, comfortable in that setting because we have to emotionally expend energy on our own presentation rather than on interaction. Introversion versus extroversion is far more nuanced than many have been led to believe. Now, rejection takes a particular toll on introverts, not because extroverts don't feel it as well. Rejection sucks no matter who you are. For introverts in particular, however, rejection often follows a taxing social interaction. Putting oneself out there, for example, to network for a sales win or reaching out to seek publication. Coupling that expenditure of energy with the emotional hit of hearing no can really chip away at us. While the extrovert loses no energy from the interaction itself, and if they're particularly resilient, may suffer no energy loss from the rejection, introverts can find themselves really drained each time they get a no. So let's discuss some strategies to move beyond. I won't say overcome, because there is no overcoming the challenge of rejection. We can, however, learn to lessen its sting. As the saying goes, it never gets easier, you just get stronger. These are strategies I employ as an introvert to operate in a corporate sales world and trying to make it as a writer. Tomorrow, we'll get to the first strategy, being a bulldozer. Article 2, The Perils of Hustle Culture. To go with the series on introversion, I'd also like to broach another topic this week that I have a complicated relationship with, hustle culture. Honestly, just typing it makes me cringe a little bit. Like introverts versus extroverts, I think hustle culture has become fundamentally misunderstood over the years. And furthermore, I think it has warped into this sort of radioactive beast like toxic positivity. The always-on, always-up mentality you see glorified by so many today is an ugly byproduct of our current relationship with work and career. Even worse is when it falls into our leisure activities. I want to be clear about something. Uh, I am arguably a participant in hustle culture. I maintain this newsletter, uh, I host or co-host two podcasts, I ghostwrite for a boudoir photography studio's blog, and I have my own creative writing pursuits, which have led me to author almost a dozen novels since 2013, and I've self-published four of them so far. Plus, I have a, you know, a job that like pays me money. Uh, as an individual, I sometimes feel like I am always in motion, but my work stream is not as intimidating as it looks on paper. Nor is it particularly exhausting to the point that I'm ever burnt out on my personal pursuits. <clears throat> it's a balancing act, to be sure, but one I do wholeheartedly enjoy. Except for work work, but that's another story entirely. This week I want to explore pushing back against hustle culture, particularly for indie writers and hobbyists. We'll discuss some things you can do to lighten the load a bit and get out of the whitewater current of the rise and grind mentality. Writing should never be a grind. It should be a wholly enjoyable and liberating experience. So let's get back to that. Tomorrow we're going to start with a total rejection, rest periods. I'll show you how to work them into your, or uh, how I work them into my workflow and therefore how you can work them into your workflow, um, but also why it's so important sometimes to just stop. Now normally at this point I would have a culture article where I opine about something random floating through my brain each week. 
I want to give these topics room to breathe today. So while tomorrow we'll return with a lighter section to cap off the newsletter, I want the focus to remain on these two topics today. Whether you are an introvert, an extrovert, an ambivert, a hobbyist, a passionate pursuer, or a certified grinder, I want to assure you there is space for you. Writing especially need not be and should not be a zero-sum game. It is not the unique and exclusive domain of any one kind of mind or another. Writing is somewhere everyone belongs. If you can think, you can write. That's the great power of writing. It's a unifying experience of communication, the act of making our thoughts physical. Let's have a great week, everyone. Be kind and do creative things. We'll see you tomorrow.